of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you because the Bible says the entrance of your word brings life and it makes the simple wise as we get into your word today. Father, let there be light. Let it make us wiser. That we will not only be blessed, but become more blessings to our generations. And that our lives will bring you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to take my opening scripture, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. The New King James Version reads, It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. It says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ, that is in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. My emphasis will be on verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, what Paul was saying is this. Two laws operate on earth. Either the law of sin and death, or the law of the spirit of life. And let me just quickly say something about that. Now, you don't have to believe it. You don't even have to know it. And if you have a knowledge of it, you don't have to believe it to operate under this law. You just find yourself operating dead. Except you are not a human being on earth. Well, Paul was saying that there's a law that governs every process on earth. That's just the way God has made it. Paul was such an adept reader. He was knowledgeable. He was intelligent. He was learned. So he knew that much and coupled with the revelations that God gave him of the mission of Jesus Christ on earth, I don't think anybody is in a better position to explain life to us than Paul. You know, when I was thinking about this, I said to myself, anybody would like to live a good life, morally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. We all want to live a very good life. But you will agree with me that we all struggle with these things. So really, if one is going to like come, find a teacher here, or find one after one to model one's life, I think it's Paul, apart from Jesus Christ. Because anybody will argue with me that he was God. Fine. But you must understand that he lived there like a man, 100% man. But let's leave him in his own category. We have many examples in the Bible. We have all the apostles. But honest, I think Paul fits our template more than anybody. Because in the Bible, we could see where Paul was a rebel, a stark unbeliever, I mean antagonist of the gospel. And we could see where he had an encounter with Jesus Christ and how the change happened. And from then on, how he became one that was ready to die for the gospel. What a life. So if you're going to see somebody's life, live please God in the Bible. Many, like I said, but I think Paul did. So for Paul to be saying, laws govern life on earth. I think I want to listen. And I believe that you want to live a better life. And I believe you will in Jesus' name. We all will in Jesus' name. You see, the truth is this. The will to do it is more than any other thing. To will it is to have it. To will a good life in Christ Jesus, God will not leave you alone. He will reach out to help you. The Bible says if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But if you are not willing, he will never force you. 
though he's made the best available for you, he won't force you. He will rather reason with you until you see the good things he has made available for you. So let me go back to Paul. So Paul says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, many will say, Pastor Tyler was talking about the law of Moses. I agree with you. But you'll agree with me that the law of Moses is an attempt to help we human beings to live right. It's legislating the heart of God for people to follow. Yeah, that's why it's Ten Commandments. And really, that aptly describes the law of sin and death. How did we get here? How do you come to call it sin and death? We say we want to live a good life. Because, see, what this law does, the one that's been written out, it was given by God. Yes. And what does that do? It brings the knowledge of sin. Before the law, you don't even know that you are living in sin. But what the law has come to do is to uncover sin, is to make you become aware of the existence of sin. But one thing it doesn't do, it doesn't empower you to overcome sin. So the law comes and says, now this is sin. But until now, we just do. No, you can't just do it. Now that you know, you can't just do. Now I don't want to do, but the power to overcome is not there. That's what the Lord does. And that's why Paul was saying, in Christ Jesus, in whom all the laws is fulfilled, I am free. And that's why I call the law of the Spirit. While these laws, handwritten, are attempts to reach God, to satisfy God, the law of the Spirit comes from the inner being. So it controls you into the outside. So I understand that. But to make it easier for you, everything on earth, like I said, is governed by a law. Example, the law of gravity. You don't need to go to school. You don't even to know anything about gravity. But as you begin to mature in life, you will understand that if you are at a high level and you don't have a means of coming down, you are likely to get hurt. If you do it just anyhow. How did you come to that knowledge? Who taught you? The same thing is this. Every creature on earth, apart from human beings, live instinctively. They just get tired and sleep. They wake up and look for food. They feel pressed, they defecate. They mature and reproduce. Whoever teaches them the art, they just follow the laws of life. It is man that in addition to his instinct, he has a will. And that's the aspect that separates man from all other creatures. That's what makes man the crown of God's creation. And that's why man can tame all other creatures. The Bible says man was created with dominion. So you can see that we just operate under the laws here on earth. Now, the origin of the law of sin and death can be traced back to the Garden of Eden. Before the fall, man didn't know sin. Man operated in the liberty of the Spirit of God. But the fall, if you remember, the Bible said, after eating, their eyes were opened. A knowledge came. And God had one, knowledge of good and evil. Be careful. But they went for knowledge of good and evil. And so they got it. Their eyes were opened. So they now know that there is sin and there is righteousness. And they found themselves on the side of sin, the law for righteousness. But they couldn't get it. They did everything within their power. They couldn't get it. Remember the fig leaves? They didn't give them what they wanted. They realized how deficient they became. And they tried to make it up, but they couldn't. And please permit me to say this with all due respect. Every religion on earth strives to reach God. But God says, this is how I can be reached. I give my only begotten son. But no, they would rather reach God their own way. 
It's not better than Adam and Eve covering with leaves. But why will you substitute leaves for God's glory? So the difference between the law of the spirit of life and the law of sin and death is as much as leaves and God's glory. So they substituted life for sin and death. That was where it started from. So why the Ten Commandments? Because along the line, man even forgot where he fell from. So God had to remind them that you are living the lower life, much lower than what I created you for. I created you for dominion. Hence the law, the Ten Commandments. And now once he's read to them with understanding by the grace of God, then they realize this is sin. Fantastic. It brings the knowledge of sin. But they cannot overcome it, just like Adam and Eve could not overcome it. Until God brought the blood of the goat, so which required the blood of Jesus Christ. God's unblemished lamb. So you can see that it's not just a fable, it's not a story that I'm just made up. It's clearly annotated in the Bible and we can see it at work. Another thing about this, you know, Paul says something there. He said, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free, come on, from the law of sin and death. You'll agree perfectly that Adam and Eve actually fell from glory. They experienced death. Come on. How were they at the time that they didn't even know that they would ever need leaves to cover? Because they didn't need leaves to cover. Leave is human futile attempt to please God. God is not so much their primary concern, is to cover myself first. And that's the problem of man. Man is altogether selfish. Like the devil that came to tempt man. So you are given that they fell from a position of grace. Yeah. So Paul said, the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. So this law of sin and death rules all of humanity. How? Because the Bible says we're in the bosom of Adam when he fell. Adam transferred all into that kingdom. Adam and his wife became slaves. So their offsprings are slaves. They were and are still slaves. And that's why the psalmist we say, in sin I was conceived. In sin I was born. Literally what he was saying that, what else can I do than to sin? I don't have the means and the power to overcome. They said, the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free. So there's a freedom from this. There's an escape from this. There's an overcoming here. And that's only in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And like I said, that was Jesus, the Lamb of God, being crucified. Let me explain in terms of laws on earth. Remember I talked about the law of gravity? It rules the earth. And somebody says, if you don't understand it, it starts from the ripe apple falling from the tree. It just drops, obeys the law of gravity, obeys the law of nature. From that one to shooting the rocket into the orbit, we're considering the law of gravity into the balancing force between the satellites and the rotating on the axis and rotating around the sun and everything maintaining the... Amen. Gravity. And can I say something else? Man has conquered it. Man has got to the moon. How? Because we discovered another law and we're able to study and to appropriate that law on earth. They say, what law? The law of aerodynamics. And what does that do? It supersedes the law of gravity. Otherwise, man cannot get out of Earth's gravitational pull. In the same way, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus supersedes the law of sin and death. And that's why man can escape it. Man can be free. Now, what Paul was saying is that I have come to realize that there is a law that can free man. And thank God, I have benefited from it. So I'm free. Something is there. So if you don't recognize that law, you cannot be free. And if you recognize that law, you don't appropriate it, you cannot be free. 
And even when you are free to sustain it, you need to know it so much so and declare it constantly. You see, let me go back again to the law of gravity. The moment you live here in a rocket, as it were, and you beat the gravitational pull of the Earth and you land on the moon, it's another ball game altogether. Gravity does not work on the face of the moon. If you come out from your space, you just go up. You get lost going up because that's not the Earth realm. The law that operates on Earth does not operate on the moon. The law that operates in the natural does not operate in the spirit. But you see, the good thing is that you can supersede that in Christ Jesus. And that's why we preach the good news that, man, you can live a better life than you are living now. You can live a life that will please God. You can live a life that will be more of a blessing to your spouse and your children. You can live to leave a better legacy behind. You can live to be sure of a glorious afterlife by some decisions you make now. But you need this knowledge. Paul in his lifetime got to a place where he realized it and where he was able to make a decision. And he lived the rest of his life conscious of it. His life was unusually glorious. Now, let me apply that to our present situation. When the law of sin is subdued, then every characteristic of sin is subdued. When the law of sin is defeated, then death is defeated. Sickness is defeated. Disease is defeated. Poverty is defeated. Fear is defeated. Failure is defeated. Everything that the devil has to offer is defeated. And so there was a demonstration of this very scripture right there that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. So that was, this can affect everybody but those who know that they are free by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, get me well. I don't mean you get out there and be careless. Honestly, it would be very foolish of you to just say, I heard Pastor Tao preaching, you're going to go out and expose yourself to the spirit of coronavirus. Uh-uh. May you never regret in Jesus' name. So let me make it clear. Hello, follow all the scientific and government instructions to stay safe. Maintain the social distance. Wear your face mask. Stay at home if you don't have to go out. Avoid unnecessary contact of public surfaces. And just don't put your hand anyhow on your face. And please keep safe and stay safe in Jesus' name. But what I'm saying is this. You can live above the fear, the death, the failure, and everything that the devil has for us today. If you can live above the law of sin and death. And how do you do that? You see, the whole of the religion on earth are coming with all kinds of effort to reach God. But God says, there's a way I want you to reach me. It's a matter of me saying that, hey, I love you. I love you. What can I do to love you? Now, if I ever ask that question, then the chances that I will really love you and you will love me back is high. But if I never asked you, and I'm doing everything to get to love you, I probably can be irritating you. And that's the way most religions are. Human effort to reach God. Christianity is God reaching man in his own terms. And that's why it's by grace. So you can live a better life. You can live a victorious life. You can live an overcoming life. You can live a life above diseases and sickness. It's a past time, but there are many Christians who are dead. I agree with you. The fact that you have knowledge does not mean that you are wise enough to sustain it. And that's why the Bible says you just shall live by faith. And that's why I'm saying to you that except to live by faith and you know that you know that you know that your faith can overcome this, please don't try. Many years ago, I heard Ken Hagen said, the only way you won't see me look for a doctor is because I won't have a need of it. If I ever have a need of it, I won't wait for them. I will go after them. So please, 
Don't be foolish. Don't be presumptuous. Know the will of God. So know clearly that this law works. Just to make it clearer for you to understand where Paul was coming from. In the previous chapter, chapter 7 of the book of Romans, verse 22, Paul said, For I delight in the law of God, according to the inward man, according to my spirit, that is. But I see another law in my member. Get it? I delight in the law of God, in my inward man, the law of God, in my inward man. Can you see one law there? In my inward man, in my spirit. So, but I see another law in my members, in my body, warring against the law of my mind. All right, law of God in my spirit, another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, three laws, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Four laws. So the average man battles between four laws. There's law of life in my spirit, law of the spirit of life. Then there is the law of sin in my members, death in my members. Then there is the law of my mind. And it's the law of my mind that brings me to captivity to the law of sin and death. So the battle is in my mind. You can see my mind wants to do good, but my mind cannot do good. My mind is under the influence of my flesh. Sin and death are in the law of the flesh. Fear and defeat, failure, they are in the law of the flesh. And they impose on my mind, and my mind holds me captive to the law of sin and death. But there's another law in my spirit, man, the law of life. So, how do I stay victorious? Latch on the law of life. For you to have the law of life in you, that means that you have the seed of life in you. That means that you have come to accept him as your Lord and Savior. You have now been translated away from the kingdom of darkness to his dear son. The Bible says, for God so loved the light, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever. God doesn't just love Christians. He so much loved the world and it's whosoever. So you are qualified. Don't tell me, Pastor, this, mm -mm, you are qualified. Whosoever believes will not perish, but have everlasting life. Can you hear it again? Life. Life. Hallelujah. And if you leave 23 and get into Romans chapter 8, verse 1, which is the next verse, it says, now there is therefore now no condemnation. So how does the law of sin and death hold you captive? Through guilt and condemnation. But in Christ Jesus, being your substitute, every guilt, he tells you, no, no, the price is paid. He says, but you are free in me. Every condemnation, says, no, you don't have a right. He asks you, who is condemning you when I don't condemn you? But how can I stay this way? That I don't keep on piling guilt and piling condemnation? Stay put. Stay conscious. And that's where the meditation on the word of God comes in. That's where the renewal of your mind comes in. That's why the company you keep will determine what your mind captures and what your mind unleashes on your entire being. Bringing me back to delighting in the Lord of the Lord, meditating there in day and night. You can live a glorious life. I see things turning around for you. In the name of Jesus. God loves you specially. No, I'm bad, I'm bad. Are you half as bad as Saul? That became poor. Leave that to God. Through his son Jesus. Come and leave it to him. So what I'm saying is this. You can make a decision today. You can live as king on earth. You can live victorious. You can master the habits that have mastered you hitherto. You can still walk this earth with dominion. That's why the Bible says, in Christ, you are a new creation.
all things have passed away. We never saw that soul anymore. In Paul, we saw complete new Paul. No one that was the same one that penned down that scripture. Said all things have passed away. If you saw him and say, hey, Saul, he said, no, that was dead in Christ. Resurrected is the new Paul. Things can be new for you from today. You can have dominion over sickness. You can have dominion over sudden death. You can have dominion over poverty. You can have dominion over strife, unforgiveness, anger. You can live a peaceful life, a prosperous life. You will live a good legacy for your children and you will finish well in Jesus' name. I like to pray for those who are sick in the body. The devil has been telling you a lie that you are ill, you are ill, you are ill, that this sickness is unto death. I decree in the name of Jesus is a lie. So rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. For by his stripes you are healed. It's part of the benefits of the new life. Be healed in the name of Jesus. And so I rebuke every spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. I speak the peace of God over your life, over your children, over your home, your spouse, over your staff and your endeavors. I say prosper in life in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.